want to protect your business? The time is near. You've given it heart. Now, get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I'm Richard Gearhart, founder of Gearhart Law, a full-service intellectual property law firm specializing in patents, trademarks, and copyrights. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not an attorney, but I work at Gearhart Law doing the marketing and I have my own startups. Welcome to Passage to Profit, everyone. The road to entrepreneurship where we talk with startups, small businesses, and discuss the intellectual property that helps them flourish. And now, last but not least, Stephen Singer with IHateStephenSinger.com. What is this all about? You're a jeweler. Why would people hate you? Tell the story. Well, you're about to find out right now. There's kind of an alter ego. We have Stephen Singer Jewelers, which was founded in 1980, 43 years ago. And we have I Hate Stephen Singer, which is the website. And we use that because it's a little stickier. It's easy. People can't spell jewelers. And we've had quite a big success with I Hate Steven Singer. The birth of it was 25 years ago. It actually started probably 21 or 22 years ago when it actually launched. And we've been running it ever since, and it's been great. So how did you get that name? Like I said, about a quarter of a century ago, I was waiting on a customer in our store, and it was a young couple. And this guy just spent, I don't know, $10,000 on an engagement ring. And uh, there was another customer sitting right next to a, a, a gentleman sitting by himself. The young couple, she said, I love Steven Singer. I love the store. I love my ring. I love the whole experience. I mean, this girl's been waiting her whole life for an engagement ring, and she is over the moon. Meanwhile, this guy spent $10,000. I didn't do anything. All I did was make the ring. And the guy that's sitting right next to it looks with a deadpan look and turns around and looks at her and he goes, you love Steven Singer? I hate Steven Singer. You want to know why? And the girl thinks, oh, this guy must be a complaint, must be a nut. It's, I, I don't want to get involved. And she goes, no, that's all right. She goes, let me tell you why. 20 years ago, I got my wife a ring from Steven Singer. And I had two grown children, one in college, one just started college. And we had everything paid for, everything mapped out. We're ready for the next stage of our life. I get this ring from Steven Singer. My wife thanks me that night, and now I have another kid, and it's his fault. Wow, and talk about a bad attitude. That's horrible. I mean, uh, he said it in jest, and it's funny because the kid, the I Hate, the original I Hate Steven Singer baby, only found out when she was like 17 or 18 that she was the I Hate Steven Singer kid. And the story is absolutely true. And what happened was we were talking about it, you know, a few days later. So that was really, really funny. So we should make that into a commercial. And I said, you know what? We're going to do it. So we made it to a commercial. We, we made radio spots. We made billboards. We did everything we were going to do, and nobody would run it. We went to the radio station, which we'd already been on, by the way, for 20 years. And they said, this is the dumbest idea we've ever heard. We're not going to run it. You're not going to do it. You're going to go out of business, and we're just not going to participate in it. So it took me almost two years to get them to do it. We had to sign a, a legal document, that, which you'll appreciate, that was like two or three inches thick, that I was going to hold them harmless, that, I, that I'm doing this on my own accord, that they've informed me that it's a bad idea, that their professional opinion was the worst, dumbest thing ever. Don't ever do it. And uh, we did that with the billboard company. We had to do it with the radio stations. And we did it with everybody. So what we did in the middle of the night, we got these fake stickers that look like graffiti. And we graffitied our whole building that says, I hate Steven Singer all over the building. We changed our voicemail to say, I hate Steven Singer. We changed our website to look like somebody had hijacked it and it said, I hate Steven Singer all over it, like graffiti. It looked like it was all like somebody destroyed it. And we put only one billboard on Interstate 95 in Philadelphia. So it looked like there was a really angry customer, angry person that put it up. It worked. I've seen the billboards many times and I always thought it was like a jilted fiance or something. 
Well, that's what everybody thought individually. It was um, either that I was cheating on my wife, I was a drug dealer, I had a, an angry girlfriend, I broke up with somebody. You know, they everybody had all these different theories. And a matter of fact, the day we launched it, we had I don't know maybe four or five hundred calls of people say, "Listen, I don't know what you guys did, but I love you. I still go there. You know, I don't know what happened, but I'm still going to come there." So everybody hated the idea. Everybody in my industry groups hated it. Everybody in my store, my family. I was on an island. Nobody wanted to do it. I said, you don't see what I see. Everybody goes left. We're going to go right. Everybody sells love. We're going to sell hate. I said, we're going to stand out. Nobody would do it. A year later, we won a billboard of the year. We won two Addies for advertising. And they, CBS asked me to speak at their national sales convention in New York to say what a brilliant idea this was. So the year before I was an idiot, the year later I was a genius. We've rode that ever since, and it's been great. It's been a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. And people, every time I go somewhere, I've had you know the governor of Pennsylvania, I've had the mayor of Philadelphia, different events. I've had different celebrities and different people. They'll see us at an event or something, and they'll just blurt out, "I hate Steven Singer," just because they think it's funny. <laughs> and it becomes very sticky. You have to live with that. <laughs> it's fine with me. Listen, I take it as a compliment every, everywhere we go and everywhere we do it. So it makes us stand out, and it's different. What it has evolved into is that all my competition hates me because we have a thing called a love guarantee, which we guarantee the diamond, the ring, and the relationship. So even if you just break up, we'll take it back. There's nobody else in the United States that does, or not nobody that I'm aware of that does it, let me put it that way. So we go opposite with everything that we do, and it's worked very well for us. Kenya. You know, you're like the shock jock of advertising, right? Well, and you A lot of people say that because we, we are the oldest continuous advertiser on Howard Stern. Yeah. And we've been with him since 1986 or 7, whenever he came to Philadelphia. When he first came to Philadelphia, he couldn't buy a sponsor. He couldn't get like McDonald's or Coke or Pepsi or nobody that would have any kind of, they stayed, he was like a pariah. So not only were we one of the first sponsors to go on there, uh, I said to him, listen, I don't care what you say about us. Just mention our name once in a while. You know, it, you can say whatever you want. These are the ads that stick out. And the funny things that stick, sometimes he sings our ad. We do everything in marketing and advertising. Um, one of the things is like nobody is tired, in, in my opinion, of Wendy's where's the beef or Nike just do it or Coke is the real thing. The advertisers get tired of it or the advertising agency gets tired of it. And they want to generate new copy and new business. But customers and the clients and the people out in the public aren't tired of it. So they change it just for the sake of change sake. Matter of fact, people like the consistency. People didn't like new Coke. They liked old Coke, the original Coke. So we keep the I Hate Steven Singer. People love it. I mean, we have Christmas ornaments to say I, we have shirts. We have all kinds of paraphernalia and things that we give out to people. And I have people that come like from all over the country. Somebody would come in from Washington, from Baltimore. I have people from LA that come in that just to come in and get a picture or they want an I Hate Steven Singer. They don't even want to buy anything. They just want to get something that says I Hate Steven Singer on it. So everything that we do stays under the I Hate Steven Singer umbrella and then is underneath that. So we keep that focus on there. And then anything else we do is underneath that. I hate to like, why do other jewelers hate me? Well, maybe this is the reason, that type of thing. There was something in the show notes that I thought was hilarious that you said about lab-created diamonds. What was that? Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Uh, <laughs> it's a fake. Lab-grown diamonds are, you know, they're like Frankensteins. They're made in a machine in a laboratory. Uh, they are not the same as natural, real earth-born diamonds. They are very similar, and they're the closest thing to natural earth-born diamonds, but they're not the same. And anything that you can mass produce as much as you want of, picture it as oceanfront real estate. God's not making any more. That's why oceanfront real estate is so expensive. 
Diamonds, real natural diamonds are a sign of affection, a show of commitment, part of the marriage contract, and they're enduring and they have intrinsic value. Decades, decades, hundreds of years, um, and you can give all kinds of examples to that. Lab-grown diamonds are like the plague of our industry. They've gone down 95% value in the last five years. Are jewelers required to disclose whether it's natural or- A hundred percent. First off, FTC, the Federal Trade Commission of the United States says, the only thing you can call a diamond is a natural earthborn diamond that came from the ground, from a riverbed or from a mine. Anything else has to have the simulant name, the prefix in front of it. It has to say simulant, man-made, lab-grown, or whatever. It must disclose right up front, and it has to be in front of the word diamond. The only thing you're allowed to legally call a diamond is a diamond that came from the earth. Do you also design jewelry for people? In our facility, we have our own shop, our own designer. We do our own CAD a computer-aided design. We do our own wax making for everything. And we make all kinds of custom jewelry. And we've done a lot of really cool things for a lot of like celebrities and sports teams and uh, rock stars and all kinds of things that I'm, I'm very, very proud of and different things, different logos and different pieces of jewelry for them. And it's been great. And whether you're just coming in for a $2,000 engagement ring and you have a custom idea you want to do, we will create it for you. It doesn't cost any more to make a custom ring. And again, as far as I know, we're the only ones in the country that will exchange, return. You say, you know what? Now that I see it, not hitting the mark. I want to do something else. We'll take it back. We'll so change. Why would anybody hate that? Where are you located? Our showroom is at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Center City, Philadelphia, about a block away from Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell. We have fulfillments all over the country where we ship because, you know, we ship 24-7 all over the country. The thing that sets us apart, or one of the things is we're real jewelers in terms of we touch and feel everything ourselves. We don't have a drop center or call center in India. We Everybody that you talk to, or you, it works in our building or has worked in our building. I hate stevensinger.com. Passage to Profit, The Road to Entrepreneurship. Before we go, I'd like to thank the Passage to Profit team, Noah Fleischman, our producer, Alicia Morrissey, our program director. Our podcast can be found tomorrow anywhere you find your podcast. Just look for the Passage to Profit show. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, while the information on this program is believed to be correct, never take a legal step without checking with your legal professional first. Gerhardt Law is here for your patent trade trademark and copyright needs. You can find us at gearheartlaw.com and contact us for a free consultation. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week.